Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Braves prevailed tonight 5-4, to four, even things up in the series. And man, it got scary, it got dicey. You weren't feeling good. Philly score run in the top of the first inning, then Zach Wheeler comes out, and he strikes out the side the first inning. But I noticed something, as I said earlier, well, his breaking ball's not as crisp yet. He's throwing 98. It's moving everywhere. It's uh, it's almost unhittable. But his breaking stuff was not quite there, and I'm thinking, okay, second time through the lineup, we might be able to get to him. Unless he corrects it, he comes out second inning. He found his breaking stuff. He found his, he found his slider. He found his curveball. But he's good enough to kind of recognize that. You thought that might have been a thing. But you do survive it. You get him out of there. You're scratching claw back. Travis Durarno gives you a, a bit of hope, and then Austin Riley – it's a game-winning homer. Braves for Bell 5-4. to four. You get, get up to Philly, all tied at one game apiece. I kind of thought this series would go five games. I still am convinced it kind of would. Phillies aren't going to bow out meekly because you know how baseball works. I mean, it's happened time and time again. You remember, I think it was the year 2000. Seattle Mariners won 112 games. They lose in the ALCS to the Yankees. And you've seen it. You've seen it all the time. Dodgers, what was it? Uh, was it last year, two years ago? Dodgers lost to the Padres early, and they look like look to be a juggernaut. There's been several teams. I think the Cardinals have done it. The Royals have done it. Several others. Several teams have won the World Series. I'm sorry, my voice is so raspy and ridiculous. It's just the way it is. Well, but we got someone who can who can give you give you some help. We got we do have one Grant McCauley on the line. If you, oh, is he here now? Yes, he's here now. All right, Grant. There he is. Hello, Grant. Hey, good evening. Grant, I'm, I'm thinking about this. I don't speak in absolutes, but I, I do observe things. <laughs> I think uh, Max Freed brought a lot of baggage onto the mound tonight. Now, hear me out on this. He gives up that run. He has that certain look on his face. You never saw Tom Glavin have that look. He's thinking about a lot of things. He has been every year, it seems like. He's injured. He misses you know, a couple of months. He has to come back. Then he's coming back from the blister, and he knows that he has this uh, Clayton Kershaw-type talent, but he has not been very durable. He gets hurt, and he does have the contract. I'm not saying he's selfishly thinking about the money, but he's thinking about all these things. I'm not going to be, be able to reach my absolute potential. He brought a lot of baggage onto the mound tonight. Am I wrong? Talk, tell me what you think. I mean, like – I don't necessarily agree with that. I think, if anything, there was some pressure that comes with 
A, it's the playoffs. You want to have the best games you can possibly right. have and the biggest performance on the biggest stage. But you know, secondarily, and you did touch on this, I mean, the injury is going to put things in the back of a player's mind that he doesn't want to be there. So now how can you separate yourself from that in the moment? And I think that the good ones are able to do that. But I also would say, in the case of Max Reed, especially a year ago, that is probably not the performance I judge him on because he was sick as a dog. This year, right. I think as much as anything, it was kind of like finding that little weak point in the armor for Freed, and that's the blister. But he did everything he could the last three weeks to have himself out there. I know that first inning could have been the last inning for Max Freed, the way that it was trending, and he was able to get out of that. He made a mistake to JT Real Muto that I know he would want back, but if you told me after 30 pitches in the first inning and, and barely getting out of there with the Phillies leaving the bases loaded, he'd still be back out there to complete for, I might have been a little bit surprised. But as far as the bigger right. picture narratives for Max Fried, I, I can't necessarily speak to a, a lot of you know contracts and, and those kinds of things. I think that Max is a pretty stoic dude, but he's also an emotional guy. And I think there's a certain frustration that he has with himself more so than the moment that you can see at times. But I don't think it's necessarily a, a detriment I think as much as anything, it's just the expectation to be able to execute. And honestly, and he would tell you, and he did. I talked to him after the game. He was not able to do it. The bullpen bailed him out. And obviously the offense bailed out the Braves tonight. Right. Okay, I'm going to – I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, you know, granted last year, you know, he he, he was sick. He lost, what, 24 pounds or whatever. It's almost like he's looking – He's a guy like me who can't afford to lose 15 pounds. (laughs) But – um. It's like, uh, well, I get hurt. That's adversity, adversity, adversity. He's thinking like, oh, my God, I give up a run tonight, too. I mean, how much more? It seems like something's always going to happen. It seems like it's in the back of his mind. That's what I mean by baggage, more so than the impending contract. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, no, no, I I do. But I'm just – I do think that Max – I mean – Obviously, the the durability question is a fair one just based on the circumstances. You can't tie him when he gets sick. The blister thing he's dealt with throughout the course of his career, and that's a frustration for him that I think is almost a next-level thing because of all the things that could happen to you, it's not a major injury. It's not a, a big-time deal that you're trying to like come back from. It's something that essentially there's really no one way to fix it. And that, right. I, I think, probably dealt some of this frustration to him. But, mm-hmm. you know, when I, when I look at this game from the 30,000-foot view and the importance of it and the must-win aspect of it, it went so far beyond Max Freed. And to me, you know, the, the group you really had to focus on was the group that was having trouble getting hits until I believe it was, what, the sixth inning, fifth inning, sixth inning, when Ronald Acuna Jr. walked and Ozzy yeah. Albies brought him across you started to kind of wonder, and I think it was the sixth inning, so you started to wonder, when was this team going to score? And on this night, were they going to get a hit against Zach Wheeler because he looked that good through the first five or six innings of this game? Yeah, you know, that's one thing I noticed, too. Um, First inning, Zach Wheeler blows them away, but I also noticed his breaking stuff was off, and he wasn't just spotting it or trying to waste it. And I was thinking, okay, if he can't find that the second time through the lineup, Mm -hmm. the Braves could get to him. But I, but the second inning, oh, it, it was crisp. It was just fine. But if, but yep, eventually yep. the Braves just kind of figured it out. I mean, that's just that's just the way it works. But Grant, tell me about this. How do you feel about this? The difference between postseason baseball and regular season baseball in June. If you're five for your last thirty-five, you think, well, I've got time to fix this. But in the right. postseason, uh-oh, something's off with me, and that makes you pressed. And that next thing you know, you're swinging at bad pitches. You're too anxious in the batter's box. The great ones know how to kind of regulate those emotions. And again, the baggage, right? 
Yeah, in in a lot of ways, I think some of that's I think in play for anybody in any position, whether you're at the plate or on the mound, for that matter. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the layoff is the thing that you know did the Braves in in Game One. I don't think it helped, and I think that you saw two teams playing two different ways in the opener of this series. The Phillies, who had some momentum on their side from you know handily dispatching the Marlins in that wild card round, getting themselves a couple of days to get ready for what they knew was going to be a tough test with the Braves. I think they just kind of came in. We just, I don't want to necessarily say more prepared, but in game action, I do think that they were more ready for the moment right out of the box. And you saw the Braves offense, I think, press a lot in yesterday's game, some frustrations from whether it was Ronald Acuna Jr. or a handful of Braves hitters that you just kind of see them flip that bat down and discuss because you know they missed their pitch. We saw a lot more strikeouts, and that's not uncommon in the postseason. We know that's going to happen because you're facing some of the best right. pitchers you're going to see. But I felt like as this game went on, you started to see that once they got something going, that it would start to kind of regulate and get back to normal because this offense is just too talented to not be able to do anything. And, you know, the Ron Lacuna Jr. walk, a misplay on a throw-in from right field allows him to not stop at third but to score a run. Travis Darno comes up with a big two-run homer. All of a sudden, it's a one-run game. And, I mean, Rob, you've watched this Braves team a lot, especially the last, what, four or five years. You let them get to within one run with six, seven, eight outs to play. Yep. This can turn very quickly, and Austin Riley was the key man to make it turn on this night. And i got to tell you, I caught up with Michael Harris after this game and the smile on his face for what he was able to do with a game-saving catch on the warning track, yep. getting the ball back in with the wherewithal. And then Austin Riley, I just, I just heard from him, he was so busy trying to tell everyone else to throw to first that when the ball bounced to him, he was in the right <laughs> spot to make a play. And as a double play, and, and I mean, I've seen a lot of game-ending double plays, that may be the most unorthodox and fun from a Braves perspective I've ever seen. So there were a lot of different contributors in this, but offensively you knew they were going to wake up. And all around the diamond, there are guys that can make an impact on this game, whether it's on the bases, the way that Ronald can disrupt things in the field, the way Michael Harris can do it, and, of course, at the plate with the Braves' big-time offense hitting a couple of key home runs to help them win this game. Yeah, we, we talked about the notion of uh, momentum. I don't think momentum exists very much in baseball like it does in basketball or football because it's so fast-moving. Baseball is a very – very slow moving sport. You have time to think about your, uh, you know, your limitations. Okay. I'm over three now. You're sitting out there in right field. Sure. You can carry that. It's, it's just a different thing. And that's why every inning could be its own game in the, in, in the opposed season, what it boils down to. Yeah, it can be. And I think that while the notion of momentum is probably better suited for the other sports, the way that you, you mentioned that the crowd in the postseason is a different animal and you look at the last two nights. I mean, the Braves won the World Series two years ago, but game one and game two against the Philadelphia Phillies here, the two biggest crowds in the history of this ballpark. So that crowd, if you give them something to cheer about, is going to make itself known. Right. And I do think that was into it. And I'll point to Ronald Acuna Jr. on that respect because his walk, getting on base, I mean, in the postseason, the other thing is, you know, every base runner is a potential, it's a rally. It's something for the other team to have to contend with in a different way with higher pressure and bigger stakes than, as you pointed out earlier, if you're in May or June and you're in a little bit of a slump or you have that bad outing, you got the rest of the year to kind of even out your stats and to get your chance at redemption. In the postseason, the moments are bigger, the pressure is bigger. Man, and that, squeezed. I will say, Yep. 
it, it, it plays into the momentum factor more so than the regular season. And Matt Olson was asked about this last night, you know, how important is it to you know, give this crowd something to cheer about? And he said, yeah, I mean, any little momentum that you can get in this game, we feel that. We can feed off of that. And I thought Ronald did a great job hmm. of energizing that crowd just by getting on base because they hadn't had a base runner uh, right. other than an error by Trey Turner. And then obviously coming around to score using his wheels and taking advantage of a Philly mistake. Two errors by Trey Turner in this game. Uh, he didn't have the, uh, he wasn't crazy? giving out the charity in the eighth inning yesterday when he was making a great play. But that's postseason baseball in a nutshell. It's predictably unpredictable every year. I, I know it's such a throwaway cliche thing when uh, things, weird things that, well, that's just baseball. Well, that's just baseball. That's just how the sports works. That's just, that's just how it is, my friend. Yeah. It definitely is. And again, one night, you know, you can have a game that you just want to forget. And that's kind of the beauty of baseball as well. I mean, there's a game tomorrow every day until right. there's not. I think it's one of the other sayings I've heard over the years. Mm-hmm. But in the postseason, every one of these things is huge. But yep. as you look at what the Braves needed to do in game one of this series, you felt like, well, Spencer Strider's pitching. He throws great. you got to beat the Phillies on the day Ranger Suarez is on the mound because you know you got Wheeler and Nola waiting. Well, you kind of flip the script. You're able to find a way to win on a night that Nola pitches, or excuse me, that Wheeler pitches. you still got to contend with Nola in Philadelphia. And that crowd, we want to talk about momentum and noise and insanity. They're going to bring it to the next level. We saw that last year. And, hey, I think Philly sports kind of has a knack for you know, taking it to that, that next level in a lot of different ways, some of them healthy, some of them not. But putting that aside, you know, this, I think the Braves did what they needed to do when they needed to do it in order to really just get this series back on track. That, I think, is what we saw over the final three or four innings, and it kind of underscored the resilience of this club that they've shown time and again over the past few years, and that they can do it in big moments. Because I think they needed to answer that question for themselves, because it's not about what happened in 2021 or what didn't happen in 2022 nope. or any other year. Exactly. It's about what can you do this year with this opportunity, mm-hmm. and that, to bring it all the way back to what you were talking about, that's the kind of baggage you don't want to be carrying around when you're trying to live in the moment. No, you don't. No, but we're wrapping up with our Grant McCauley, by the way, Sports Radio 929 game. Braves win at 5-4, even the series up at one game apiece. Hey, think about Aaron Nola is the Braves have seen him a thousand times. You know, sometimes he's dominated them. Sometimes they have dominated him. That's what it boils down to, right? Yeah, I mean, the fam- the familiar aspect of two NL East or two divisional foes meeting one another, that's playing in big to this series. The Braves and Phillies are not strangers. Everybody has, you know, gotten familiar over the years with other I think what tendencies, if you will, I mean, the scouting reports are not a surprise. It's just about going out there and trying to have your best day, your best game plan, your best at bats, really. And I think Austin Riley talked about this in the postgame quite well, which is, you know, you've got to stay in, in that moment. And that, I think, is what the Braves were able to do so well as this game wore on. And again, the moment wasn't too big for him. But Aaron Nola has been one of the better pitchers in the National League. Mm-hmm. Had kind of an up-and-down year, but he looked great against the Marlins in that wild-card series. But the Marlins offense... It's not the Braves' offense. So it's going to be a different kind of test, and the Braves are going to try to do everything they can, I think, to you know just score as many runs as they can, cobble things together on that pitching side because you can still bring Spencer Strider back in Game 4, and you have Max Freed available in a Game 5, which would also, I would assume, be an all-hands-on-deck sort of situation if they can push it to that or need to push it to that. Well, Grant, here's what I know. Here's what you do. You inflict your will upon mankind. The Braves have to inflict their will upon the Phillies, right? I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> Thank you, my brother. Good win tonight. Thank I... you very much. That's Grant McCauley. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 